0: What episode is this? Holy
1: cow. Welcome to episode number seven. How do you say that in wow. Spanish?
0: Siete. Siete. Siete, amigo. Que bueno.
1: Episode number seven of the Kill Your Ego podcast. This is going to be a good one. We've got Brady from Go Fast, Don't Die and everything else. Brady Till Death uh, from Go Fast, Don't Die. Brady will be on a lot of these podcasts, hopefully, if I can get keep talking him on. He's he's probably one of the greatest people I've ever talked to in my entire life. person sitting to my right, for those watching on YouTube, is Dugan Irby. Dugan, how old are you? I'm 18. I'm going to put you on this. I'm, this whole I thing to, is going to be Brady and I just putting you on the spot.
2: I got a little bit of that there. I had to think about how old I was <laughs> exactly. for a second. Uh, the answer uh, is uh, legal. Uh, I'm 18. 18. You're legal. I am legal. He's legal.
1: So... <clears throat> Several reasons, and we'll we'll figure you you'll figure out real fast why Dugan is on this show. But the main reason I wanted to, before this thing fires up, if you have a kid that's in high school and you listen to this podcast, you know I may use some colorful language; these two guys might not. So I'm just going to give you a warning. But if you have a kid that's in high school, they probably ought to listen to this episode. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, Dugan, when I moved here uh to to wyoming when we moved here we opened up the coffee shop and we were looking for a local band to play and and dugan's bandmate uh rod jost who's not on the show but rod uh, and dugan came into the shop and we asked him to come play at the coffee shop and you know the first time i heard dugan play music i was absolutely blown away um and since then, that's, that's actually been before the shop opened. It's been a couple of years. Dugan and I have, you know, I consider Dugan a, a very good friend at this, a really good friend at this point. Um, and I know Brady, I won't speak for you. Brady, I think, feels the same way.
0: Oh, Dugan and I have uh, had some pretty intimate uh, time together.
2: Oh, yeah. Maybe shouldn't be discussed on this, on this show, though.
1: <laughs> oh, man, this is already going downhill. We're, we're
2: close. Let's just say that.
1: Yes. Uh, so Dugan... You know, we'll let his music speak for Dugan, speak for himself and his music speak for himself. But one of the most interesting things I've seen, because I'm going to talk about myself real quick and then I won't talk about myself again. Um, I was not a good student and I got my GED at high school in Kansas and my senior year. I just I did. I would rather have been somewhere else. It wasn't that I was a bad student. It was that I was a lazy student, and more importantly, I would have much rather been somewhere else, skiing, hiking, kayaking, doing anything, riding a dirt bike outside, just anything other than sitting in a classroom with people that were worried about what kind of sneakers they were wearing or I was wearing or anything else in this world. And I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying it wasn't for me. I didn't like clicks. I didn't like this, that, and the other thing. And somehow I got immersed in that as a kid and I just didn't like school. I would have much rather been spending time with a dog outdoors, um, circle to now 44 years later, you know, or not 44 years later, but at 44 years old, that's what I'm doing now. I spend all my time in the woods with dogs and, um, I did not get here on an easy path. I created a lot of problems for myself and, and I say I created because every problem I've ever had in my entire life, I created that the more that I analyze my life in the woods, Brady and I talk about this, the people you bring into life, the choices that you make, everything you do in this world, unless it's an illness or an accident or a tragic tragedy that happens, that's out of your control. Every other problem you have is your own problem. The people you bring into life, your life, the jobs you take, the money you spend, the stuff you buy, your actions, the way you speak to people, they are your problems. And those are choices that you have to make. I'm going down this path cause I'm talking about choices. So to start this thing off, Dugan was an exceptional student here in Wyoming. Did well enough in school to get a scholarship to go to college a few months back left here, excited everybody at the coffee shop that knows Dugan, everybody in town that knows Dugan to include Brady, everybody that's close to Dugan knew that Dugan was very excited to go to college Dugan left went to college and I'm going to let you take the story over from right there from the day you left town, gave everybody goodbye, hugs, high fives, and went to college. Dugan take over. And if you have a kid again, that's in high school, grab them and bring them into the the room or turn it up in the car and have your kids listen to this. This will probably be the single most important podcast I've done or maybe we'll ever do. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. So college, you know, um, I was really excited about it, but not really because I was excited about doing schoolwork and all of that. You know, I, I uh, like you, also hated school really bad. I did, I did well um, because I had to, because um, I, I still don't know what I want to do. I mean, I do, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. Um, so I, I wasn't originally planning on going to college. My first plan was, well, I guess, do online college. Uh, through a college in Boston, and uh, I told everybody I was going to pack my stuff up in my van, you know, grab my dog and my motorcycle on the back, and my guitar and hit the road um and do online college
1: yeah it is still is the dream Brady just got the thousand <clears> mile <throat> stare like yes
2: <laughs> that's been my dream for forever i wanted a, I wanted a short bus when i was a kid My right. dog I actually died, for though. that oh rest in peace lola that's
0: my see my dog tattoo it says love over loss with like my little dog paw lola lola r i p anyway go on sorry r i p
2: that's really sad
1: drink out to lola
2: yeah here lola. we go for lola so so college uh, yeah so I, I I got a scholarship my senior year to go up to Bozeman um, MSU and it was a pretty decent scholarship you know and it's hard to turn down free money in any situation you know it's free money and I didn't know what I wanted to do and so I thought you know what maybe I'll I'll give it a try i'll go to college you know
1: bozeman's a hip town yeah bozeman's
2: great and i have family up there which was really cool and i mean the outdoors surrounded by mountains exactly i love that yeah so i was really really excited to go there um so i went up there stayed for a week went to class um and it was okay you know i didn't hate it a whole lot i had a, a cool roommate that i still talk to every day um girl or a boy it was a boy. His name's Nate. It's Nate the roommate. Shout out Nate the roommate. Shout out <laughs> Nate the roommate. <laughs> yeah. I just I thought I was checking in because I was like I bet I know why he left. <laughs> I still talk to her every day. We're still cool. Yeah, with her <laughs> yeah. I dropped out of college though. So. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went for a week, and I uh, I was planning on driving back just about every weekend because I had gigs every weekend just about.
1: Gigs. Explain that a little bit gigs. more.
2: Gigs. Oh yeah. Uh, so I play music. So music is, is my whole thing. You know, it's, it's everything that I do, for the
1: most part, relates to music
2: in some way.
1: Um, and I'm going pa- to keep interrupting you here because it's yeah. what I do. Cool. How much time on an average day do you put into music?
2: 48 mm. hours. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 25.3 hours. Yeah, right.
1: No, for real, how much, how much time do you put into music a day? And how long have you been doing this? Because your dad also owns a wood a woodworking company and does really good wood flooring cabins. And, yeah. you know, is a world-class, you know, wood floor guy here in Wyoming. He's Everybody knows him. And you work for your dad, too. But I do. even when you're doing that, how much time of your life and your childhood have you put into music?
2: Oh, man. So on the average day, between listening and practicing and learning and playing and meetings that relate to gigs and setting up gigs, and I it's almost a full-time job. You know, I say that I don't have a full-time job and I don't get paid for all of it, you know, but a lot of time goes into it and I I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, everything I do seriously, just about everything. Um,
1: what I'm going to hit the pause button here again. How, how did you get started in music Mm. and at what age you're 18 now? How did you get started in music and at what age?
2: So I took my first guitar lesson when I was 10. Okay. Um,
1: Never done anything in music before. No. No, no. Mm-hmm. My
2: parents thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Um, ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's their fault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: As we get to it, oh, Dano's the one that's responsible for this.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, it, I mean, it's a, it's a genetic thing for sure. You know, um, my mom, she doesn't like me to tell people this, but she followed the Grateful Dead. Um, so, yeah, which is...
1: As did I for a while before Mm -hmm. I, you know, again, that's another phase I went through, but which again is just, you know, a lot of people talk about the Grateful Dead and it has a counterculture and a drug aspect to it. But when you listen to the Grateful Dead, almost every song they sing is about some aspect of American history from railroads to slavery to to you name it, Civil War, you, you name it, and it's all posit- in a positive light to, to Wild West Gunfighter. Long story short, it's a positive community, one of the most positive to this day that I've ever seen in my entire life, yeah. which you know is kind of like what Brady's created with Go Fast and Don't Die, very positive. You go to Grateful Dead show, and you know you might be sitting next to somebody who's a millionaire or billionaire on one side, and then you might be sitting next to somebody who makes $8 an hour and works at an outdoor shop six six hours a day and climbs mountains, you know, mountain climbs the other time of the day. But anyway, so I'm gonna, I'm interrupting you here so people can get a good look at you. So your mom obviously has a love of music.
2: Right, yeah. My mom never played it. She actually uh, moved out of her house when she was 16 and followed the Grateful Dead sometime after that. I don't know. Um, and my dad, he grew up in the Deep South in Atlanta, Georgia. His dad was a preacher. Um, he grew up in the church. Uh, everything that he did was through the church school everything, absolutely everything they lived in a in a house that the church owned and um yeah so it, it was it was kind of an interesting religion um uh, and he wasn't allowed to play sports as a kid, so he played music instead um and so he grew up loving music so then it's it's just music from both sides of the family there um so it was genetic Sorry, for sure.
1: I'm being rude here. And, uh no, it's fine. puppy was chewing on a bone. Puppy was chewing little Jane Whip Wheeler is here. She was chewing on a bone. <laughs> so Dad grew up in a super religious family in the South and your mom followed the Grateful Dead.
2: Yeah. So you know, those music. paths
1: merged. There's obviously a lot of music in southern and southern churches and it's a it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's so you've got this weird not weird. This kind of perfect dynamic and perfect confluence of culture, art, music.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And actually my first memory, I mean, is if I think back as far as I can go is, uh, I grew up in the middle of nowhere out past Yirno way out of town on a little ranch. Um, and my first memory is driving to town in the back seat of my mom's car listening to Billy Joel. So that's, that's the first memory that I have. i as far back as I can go. So, um, yeah. So going back to guitar lessons when I was 10, um, my parents traded work for a day to buy me a guitar. Um, they worked on some guy's lawn for a day and he said, here's this
1: guitar. You still have the guitar, obviously. No, you don't. I don't. Where's the guitar? He I had s- to trade it for a nicer guitar.
2: That's, to I, I, was, I was just gonna say <laughs> that. Seriously, no, it's, it, that's <laughs> how it goes. It just, yeah. <laughs> guitar to guitar to guitar, yeah. Um, so that was that. Took a few lessons. Um, and the guy who gave me lessons cut my fingernails too short every single time and I got ingrown fingernails and, um, it was gross and
1: my, my mom was like,
2: no more of that. No more.
1: And, uh, was this lessons here in town? Yeah. To the shop that you took me to, to buy. Hmm. Okay. Different hmm. shop. Different, different pur- shop. Okay. Yeah. Different Kay. shop.
2: Okay. Um, yeah. And then, then, so kind of fast forward, uh, my parents had a good buddy who played music and he taught me like a uh, stairway to heaven and stuff and uh, Simple Man and Sweet Home, Alabama, and that was that was pretty much it. Um, and then when I was 12, I started going to uh, the Edwards Hotel, which has uh, Q-Man music and a two-bit pond. If,
1: to put it in perspective, this is on Main Street. For those who have not been to Sheridan, Wyoming, don't know the area, this building is probably built in the 30s or 40s is on main street sheridan wyoming sits right next to a dairy queen which is looks like you know a 60s dairy queen right smack on the edge of the creek right smack on main street in a cow town sheridan wyoming and it's an old pawn shop it's, as, it, it, it's it is as
0: old school as it gets y- we go in there cody cody teaches boxing out of there
1: it's out of the back i'm
2: about to get to that yeah, yeah I'm so about to get to that. i'm just
1: yeah. put. I'm, I'm painting a picture of you guys of literally small town like this is, I know in my mind, I don't know shit about anything in the world, but I know Dugan is going to touch a lot of people when I see millions of people with his music and his hands. Um, but no, on a serious note, Dugan is going to touch a, a, a lot of people with his music moving forward. I can just feel it. And to paint this picture of somebody who has no ego, who grew up in a town like this, who learned how to play guitar his first time at 10 years old, he's self-taught and this picture, that this Q-Man music, and you could probably Google it. Um, we, we can get a picture and throw it up uh, when we air this on YouTube. But, but Q-Man music is, again, it, it doesn't get more – man, unless you're in the Mississippi Delta or somewhere like that, it just has that feel of, of music, 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 music. You walk mm-hmm. in, it's an old pawn shop, and they sell belt buckles from the 70s and coins and this and that, but you look around, and the whole place is just music, music, music. music. Sorry. No,
2: yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to describe it, for sure. But I actually started going in there when I was 12 uh, for boxing lessons from uh, Cody Quarterman, who's now 71 years old. So he was, I don't know, however long, in his mid-60s, started giving me boxing lessons. And when I first started going in there, it was, you know, hey, Mr. Cody, we hit the bag for a bit. Uh, See you later, Mr. Cody. Thank you. And I'd leave, but every time I left, I'd w- walking walking away from the heavy bag. There was always this guitar set up. This, this is a black guitar, a black Martin guitar, really nice. And uh, I asked him about it one day. I was a really nervous kid and had no social skills, so it was just like seriously. So not, that so was not it. much
1: has changed,
2: right? Exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So I eventually got the courage to ask him about it, and he says, "Yeah, this is my." Uh, this is my Johnny Cash guitar. It's a Johnny Cash edition Martin guitar signed by Johnny Cash and C.F. Martin the 4th I'm Johnny Cash. Yeah. Oh, man. You should get Cody in here to say that. He
1: does a good We have to get all you guys in here to jam sometime. Yeah. That's a whole other story.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, so I saw that guitar. I asked him about it, and he played it for me. And then from that point on, every time I went in there, he'd be set up with his little stomp box and his Johnny Cash guitar and harmonica, and he'd just be playing music when I walked in. You know, it was theme music every time. It was Johnny Cash all the time. And uh, he started inviting me to his shows. He plays out at a dude ranch every Thursday night in the summer. And I started going out to those and listening. What dude ranch? Uh, the HF Bar. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, then I brought my own guitar out there after i hadn't touched it in a long time. you know I had no idea how to play, and I would
1: watch him and his brother, so Cody and John so you're twelve thirteen years old at
3: this yeah, time
2: yeah yeah um
1: you, you act in you, the reason- you act like it's thirty five years ago well, it feels like I'm it. putting this in perspective, so this was five years ago, you know five six years ago that's not that long ago, but no.
3: <laughs> it feels like forever for, for ago. For you to
1: say I was going out there and I didn't know what I was doing, I didn't know how to play guitar, to yeah. where we're going with this, I just want people to get a perspective of what's happening here.
2: Yeah, so I guess pretty fast in the scheme of things, going from there to here, but I started bringing my guitar and picking along, you know, trying to just, just watching them and playing the same chords as them and then picking the same and everything and uh, after a while they let me get up on stage they took a break you know and said hey we're gonna have a special guest uh doogie up here cody <laughs> calls me doogie and uh i got up there and sang some song about peter pan and it was really super embarrassing and i did a terrible job how, n- it- how nervous were you about as nervous as i am
1: right now well that's because on brady, one. brady's sitting on a milk crate because he couldn't <laughs> be the same height as us dugan was taller than him so brady got a milk crate and he's he's sitting about six inches above us <laughs> staring down a, at us
0: it's not really about that it's just more comfortable <laughs> I, I, bet, I like I to imagine it puts like a cool diamond pattern on my butt when i'm done you know and <laughs> then
1: we'll hmm. have to take it show the audience that when we're uh after you got a nice waffle pattern on your butt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm working on it pretty hard right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll start, I'll start pulling down here.
2: Uh, oh yeah. So where was I? Yeah, you were nervous. I you was nervous. Scale so from nervous. one to ten. It was a poop. On. Yes, exactly. Seriously, I had to wear my brown pants that day. I was mm-hmm. prepared. Um, prepared. pooped. Yeah, p- <laughs> I was prepared. <laughs> uh, Prepare yourself. Yeah, and nobody listened to me. You know, all of the people there were like, oh, it's not the dance music, you know, we're going to go get another beer. So nobody listened except Cody. I was listening. You were there. Yeah, I was. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's <laughs> great. I loved you since the first time I saw you. <laughs> You're going to make me cry. Don't cry. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Cody was there, you know, and he cheered me on and patted me on the back and everything. And, um... So he kind of, we kind of started playing together after that and we we had a little group it was the man in black and the kid and we even got a photo shoot taken of us <laughs> I was just little when we we played like one gig and that was it and uh yeah so that's how that started that's kind of how I got into music I, I credit it all to Cody quarterman um
1: yeah And I met Cody you you had actually walked down there and met me there to get to buy a guitar i I couldn't play guitar to save if you put a gun to my head I wouldn't be able to play anything. You know, I know three chords that you taught me. We haven't picked up on the lessons because right. you know I've I've been preoccupied with other stuff. Wait, you got a lesson? I got one lesson. One. For Guess a, how I many changed? I got? I exchanged a bag of coffee for a for, bag of coffee for a lesson.
2: I offered my whole life. I offered on a contract.
1: And you Signed haven't
0: got blood. any lessons? He did. Yet? Yet. He did. I he did but magic. he's been out of town. No, I didn't. I didn't get a lesson.
2: Brady sends me multiple messages every day. Guitar lessons when I get back into I'm town? Okay. Question I'm trying mark. To, I'm trying three weeks he's later. never in town. He's never in town. Come on. Sure. Yeah,
1: so you took me that you met me there. Yeah, p- helped me pick out a guitar. Right, not a fancy guitar. Again, I'm horrible. You know, someday I will take the time to do this, but I haven't. I, again, if you hold a gun to my head, I could not play anything. Horrible
2: uh, is relative. You're new. I'm new. new. and horrible. Yeah. Also, no. how nervous no.
0: would you be if someone holding a gun to your head? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can play guitar. Could play yeah, right. <laughs> we'll try it later. Uh, what you need to do is go up to the crossroads sell your freaking soul. That's it. Wow, that sounds so cool in these microphones. (laughs) I can't get over how cool these microphones are.
1: Yeah, and you took me to get a guitar, and Mm -hmm. while you were there, Cody was there, and a couple other guys were there. Yeah. And you guys were messing around with the guitar that I bought, and that led to about not much more than 20, 30 minutes, but you guys just, man, it transformed my brain to a whole nother world. And I was having a pretty bad week that week, but you guys just started jamming, just started playing and singing. And it, it was one of the coolest music experiences that I've ever seen. And I'm not a big music guy, but like it literally, I, I got goosebumps right now talking about it. Cause you guys just started jamming in that pawn shop on main street in this little town, Sheridan, Wyoming. And I was in a whole, whole nother world. Um, so <clears throat> Cody got you hooked up, taught you how to play. And then you took it from there. Just, this is where I go back to asking you time, you know, cause that was not that long ago. So over the last five, six years, you've transformed yourself into what I, what you become one of my favorite musicians. And that's that again, you've done it in five years. I, I don't, I, my brain and my body doesn't work that way. So this is super, super interesting to me. Right. Now I'm going to go back to college. So you're going back to college. No, nobody, (laughs) I went back to college when I was 35 after I got out of the army and actually did pretty well because I cared about the world and wanted to learn stuff at that point. But so now you're back in college, you're sitting in Bozeman, one of the prettiest towns in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. One of the coolest college towns in the United States of America. And you're at college on a scholarship. What's going through your head? I didn't hate it. You know, it wasn't that bad. You had even already had gigs, like you were gonna play gigs up there. You were gonna, go ahead Brady, jump in.
0: This is what happened. I was like, hey man, I'm ready to be in the band. And he's like, I I was like, I'm back in town, Uh, right? He says I was never in town. I said, I'm back in town. He said, I just moved to Bozeman to go to college. And I was like, my dream is over.
2: This this part of his story is Out of the band true. before it's even This started. is a true story. This is actually this a true, is actually true, true
0: story. actually true. And then a week <laughs> later, he's like, I hear that he dropped out of college and moved back. And I'm like, this was for
2: me.
1: Well, and he came in the coffee shop. So and this,
2: that is the defining moment. Go ahead. Right there. Yeah. So I came back that thursday night because i had if online you make classes this on so friday
0: you didn't come back for me i'm gonna cry <laughs>
2: yeah i can see it in his so a small part cry. of it was i came back for brady but the yeah. other parts were because i had gigs i'll take that okay all right yeah i had gigs so i came back that thursday night surprised my mom and after like not seeing her for i don't know six days she freaked out and <laughs> well, cried that's a long time so yeah i've happy. been gone
1: for that like i mean you, you normally don't just leave for six days like you guys are a tight family like, right his so
2: guitar case
0: says, I heart my mom. It does. It literally does, two, it does say on two, two different, different
1: stickers that say, I heart my mom on your guitar case. You know
0: my fight name uh, when I did MMA was Brady loves his mom, McLean. No way. Yeah. I love it. I love my
2: mom too, bro. That's awesome. They're freaking yes. moms, dude. Freaking moms. My mom is great. My mom is really great. His mom is
1: great. She is great. And you're, you're, you're both, your parents are awesome.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. My dad is totally awesome. I was dad just helping him awesome. before this. Yeah. So
1: you come back in town Thursday night, right. hang out with your family, see people in town. You're geared up for gigs. Mm-hmm. At what point did you go... Man, I, I love music more than I love the idea of going to college and getting a degree.
2: Friday at about 5 o'clock, um, here, upstairs in Bison Union. I came in here and I tell everybody, I have meetings here all the time, and I tell everybody,
1: It's your uh, office, Let's man. just go I, to my office. I tell like, yeah, we'll
2: just meet at my office. I tell everybody that. Um, and so I, I, I got to Bison that day at probably noon. And I stayed there the whole day. I mean, I, I tried to fill out one, one, one whole punch card and I got to the point where my hands were shaking and I actually paced around the big table in there when for about an hour. you came and talked to me
1: and I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know you right. were, I didn't know any of this had happened.
2: Yeah. So. And it, so it was that whole day I was supposed to be doing homework. I went there to do my online classes and instead I got wrapped up in phone calls, um, all relating to music. For five hours, I made phone calls that were relating to music, you know? Um, Calls to Nashville, because we're going there in January to record, you know, that was the beginning of that. Um, Set up a few gigs, talked to a lot of people that are super inspirational to me. Um, So just five hours of music, upstairs in Bison Union. And at the end of that, when I got kicked out at five o'clock, kicked out, not kicked out. I was, when I left at five o'clock.
1: I'll give you a key. Really. Um,
2: when I left there at five o'clock, I thought, you know what? What am I doing? What am I, I'm, seriously, five hours of, of talking about music, and it kind of, my my brain just exploded. Oh, no. You know, seriously, it just, I mean, it was just poof, doors were open. Like, figuratively. Yes, oh. figuratively. Yes, yeah, it's, it's still intact. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> and I I realized that I knew what I wanted to do. I, what was I going to do with a business degree? Well, that's four years of my life spent in another town wasted, you know, just down the drain. This is what you were thinking in your head. Exactly. And not necessarily wasted because I'm sure I could be successful with a business degree, but I wouldn't be happy doing it.
1: Right. You know, um, that's a hard, that's a hard thing right there. That moment Brady's been there. I've been there. You have an opportunity, and you have to make a decision. That one path is laid out in front of you, and it's an. I will say at this point, it's the easier path. Yeah. And it's a guaranteed. It's not 100% guaranteed. Anything could happen tomorrow. Anything could happen tomorrow. Uh, But it's a guaranteed path. It's a simpler path. I'm going to punch the numbers. I'm going to hit my timelines. I'm going to do what I'm. I should be doing by the standard and I'm going to move into the world. Brady, I mean, you've been there. I, I know at some point you've probably been there. And then you go, wait a minute, I have another path over here that's going to be a lot harder, that's and, going to be more uncertain, that's going to be scary. There's not, a, for sure, there's not money involved, there's no scholarship involved, there's no nothing involved. There is you taking the chance to buy a vehicle, take your guitars and your show on the road and go record a, you know, a cord, record an album that might be horrible. I right. know it's not gonna be.
2: But it could be. But it could be. It could be, right, absolutely.
1: Brady, I mean, you've been there. Like, you know, this is a big deal, and I think a lot of people will find this out later on in life, but to figure it out at 18 years old, because here's the deal, college, I went back to college at 35 years old in the pre-med program at, at, at a good good college, and I did pretty good. You know, 3.6 GPA, I liked school, I went every day, but I, I liked learning. I didn't care about school, college, parties, girls, nothing. I went back as a 35-year-old married guy, that literally went to class, and then I went to work at the Fort Worth Zoo a- after that. And, you know, Brady, have you been in that position before? Like, you have to make a decision where there's an easy path and there's a harder path, but the reward on the harder path is happiness.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I dropped out of college, too, you know? And uh, I think it just comes down to who are you doing it for? You know, when you ask yourself, like, I mean, that is a direct question to you, Dugan, who... For college, like, who are you doing that for?
2: The real answer to that question would be not me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, any any anybody who fulfills that question, but that the trouble there and the scary part and the really hard part for us is the the real answer to that question is usually like, my grandma, my mom, my dad. You know, girlfriend, boyfriend. I mean, spouse. The, the some of the closest people to us. We don't want to disappoint them. Exactly. So that. we will give them our time, right? Right. And then what that builds is resentment toward them. So actually, like you think you're serving that relationship with that person. You're not. And I, I had the same thing. My grandpa wanted me to go to University of Wyoming and become an engineer.
1: You were going <laughs> to drive a train?
0: Yeah, I was going to be a train driver. That's what I said. I was like, I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh, an engineer, like numbers, <laughs> graphs, drawings. I, like, I don't know, man. Okay. I never did it.
0: I don't know. I just know the word. That's what he said he wanted me to do. I mean, my grandpa and I, we, we just went on the magical mystery tour. I don't want to take this over, but we, uh, we were talking about our proudest moments. So magical mystery tour we do after devil stone. It's just the dudes of go fast. Don't die. Like the, the little crew. And we go on a, uh, sometimes it's, it's whoever, but it's our really tight group. And, um, there were four of us this time we ran in on a, in a hot spring in Idaho and we're hanging out and you know, one of us cried. I'm not gonna name Brett's name cause he'd be embarrassed. <laughs> but you know, like we talk about this stuff and we were talking about our proudest moments. And one of my proudest moments, it was just like the first one that came to your mind. But yeah. my one of my proudest moments was my grandpa or right after he had had a stroke, he he never like said he's proud of me. You know what I mean? He didn't just didn't talk that way. It wasn't his style. And yeah. he and I butted heads for so long cause I was like punk rock and music. I mean, I played music. I I grew up in that same pawn shop, playing music in that same pawn shop. You know, ten years earlier.
1: We need to go do a podcast, or at least do a. Sorry, we need to go there at some point yeah. and have you guys all jam and be in that place, so people in the world can see it. If those guys want it, maybe they don't want anybody to see it, but I have a feeling no, they, they probably do. would. They do. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so you no, grew I mean, up in that what, pawn shop.
0: You just go. You just go back and like what? what like fast forward through my story is my grandpa ended up telling me like, man, I'm really proud of you. I, I love you, you know? And literally you could have sh- killed me then at that moment. That was and, it. And I didn't, I, oh dude. So much. I, this is a, this is a secret. I've never told anybody this, but the, the first graphic designer that we hired, like really hired, um, at flood, which is now only, but, uh, at the agency was a graduate from UW and I didn't want to hire him. But the fact that he had graduated from the college that my grandpa wanted me to go to, I was like, okay, this is a huge win for me. I'm going to ha- I'm going to hire a guy who went, who, who took the, you know, kind of took the path. Right, right. Right. And it was like, it was all ego, you know, it was all like me battling yeah, yeah, my yeah. grandpa, but it's interesting the the core, the deep down of why we do what we do, you know, and how much that impacts. So for you to look at your life and go, this isn't for me and choose against it early. It is freaking. It's special. a big deal. Actually, and, and so to
1: figure it out at eighteen, and I know you're not the only eighteen-year-old or senior in high school that graduates and does that. But so Brady just tore off a piece of paper. This and is handed I, it to Dugan. Can he read that? Do you want me to read it? Yeah, is, do you care if he reads yeah, it? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Just hand a piece of paper. Brady's got carries Actually, a journal you, you with you him, him everywhere he goes. It. He doodles. I should see He it. he draws. He puts artwork in there. It's it's a it's it's a bit of a Bible for him. He walks around with this all the time and writes. That's not a religious connotation, but you know, it's Brady's Bible that he carries around with him. Very flawed Bible.
2: It says, I wish that I knew what I know now when I was younger.
1: And then a heart. If you sing it because it is a song, right? Wish that I knew what I knew now (laughs) when I was younger.
3: (laughs) What am I even here for? You guys are killing it. <laughs> uh, it was funny. I didn't
0: write that for you. I, I totally just wrote. I, I you just, wrote that a long time ago. I wrote that a long time it's ago. Your, it's in there. But it literally is on the page like that I that I opened this up to.
1: Well, and it's funny that you Crazy. that you just pulled something out of your personal diary, journal, whatever you would call that, and handed it to him. Cause so Dugan quits college. I finally find out that he quits college because he's been coming to the shop talking to me and I just talk about his life. We don't, we can, we don't talk about politics or anything. Mm-hmm. We just talk about life. And, and I, I often say it to Dugan because I look back at how stupid I was at 18 years. I mean, I was dumb. I had an ego. I was insecure, which I think we've talked about it go hand in hand. I was a horrible person. I wasn't nice. I was just not happy. 18, 20, 25, 30, whatever. But to figure that out at 18, so I tell Dugan all the time how proud of him I am. I watch him play, and, man, again, I'm getting goosebumps again. But to figure that out at 18, ooh, man, if more people can figure out the path at 18, and I'm not saying kids have to, take time off, do whatever you want. But, you you know, the fact that you figured that out and then you came back in. And Dugan pulls me out of the coffee shop one day. I'm roasting and stuff. He's like, hey, do you have a minute? And pulls me outside and hands me a book. And I didn't bring it in here. What book is it? Rules for a night, rules for a night,
2: yeah. And like a
0: like a like a K night,
1: like K and G H T night, a, night. Yeah, uh, not like and a, it's oh. written by Umu like McGregor, like Ethan Hawke. I'm sorry, Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Hawk. Uh, not a one night, sorry.
0: not a not one night stand kind of. No, I always nope. mess
1: those two guys up, but I've read it. It's not a it's not a it's a fast read, but I've read it 50 times now. It sits on the dashboard of my truck, and there's times where I'm driving through the mountains here, and I'll just stop. And it's, it's, it literally talks, it's basically taken from a bunch of knights in Europe, obviously in the UK, and it's kind of their adages, them talking to their fathers, or them talking to other knights, or, you know, and and Ethan Hawke put together all these stories, one of the, one of the coolest, and again, I, I don't do the UK, US, colonial, blah, 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 we beat the British thing, because our, our countries are hand in hand, and they will be until the day we die, you know, if we ever get in trouble, they're going to be right next to us, if they ever get in trouble, we're going to be right next to them, but this book, you know, if you haven't read it, if you don't have it, say it again,
2: it's the rules for a night, rules a for a night, tale. <clears throat>
1: by Ethan Hawke, and it's just, man, it's a simple read, it's a small book, and it's simple, and it's fast, you could probably read the whole thing in an hour at a coffee shop, or at your house, or wherever, but... Man, it's very powerful. Like everything in it is super powerful. But to have an eighteen-year-old kid, and I call you a kid because I'm forty-four, and to me, you're still a kid. I am. But you're I'm an totally old soul. A kid. But me you're too. an old soul, and I think people listening are going to hear that here pr- in a while. Just how old of a soul you are, but for to have somebody like that that's so wise upon their years ahead of themselves and hands me a book outside a coffee shop at a time in my life that he doesn't know my purse. He knows enough of my personal story and what's going on in my life right now. But man, I just think I wish more kids would listen to this podcast and watch you and take that example and go, Hey, you don't have to fit the norm. You don't have to fit into the square peg because or the round hole because that's what fits. And don't do things in this world to please other people unless, you know, unless that really is what you want to do is be a people pleaser, which is good to a point. But don't do it if it's going to cost you a path that you take that would change your life and make you happy for the rest of your life just or, or happier. Uh, I can't stress that enough. And this isn't just for kids that are 18. Brady and I have... You know, we're going through the same transition in life, not, not entirely the same, but we talked about it on the first podcast. I'm at a point in my life where I will not be a people pleaser anymore. I will please the people in my life that I love, but I'm not going to go out of my way to try and please people that don't. You said it to me, Brady texted me the other day. I was having a bad day and he said, Bert put 0% effort or 0% energy into things you can't control. And you know, that's it for me. And this is something having Dugan on the show. Dugan can control his future. And at 18 years old, he can control his future. And he just did it by making the first choice. And I'm not one of those guys that tells everybody college is stupid. Don't go to college. You don't need a degree or a diploma from anywhere to, to make you about. That's not true. You know, doctors, lawyers, professionals, some people love school. They love college. They want to take a nine to five job and make a hundred thousand dollars a year as an engineer, a designer, an architect, whatever it is. So the path of college is for some people. But if it's not for you, sit back and go, man, what do I really want to do in life? Do I want to open a coffee truck? Uh, We had a 16 year old girl that worked for us. Who's already got her high school degree and a college degree. And I asked her upstairs a few months ago before she, she, she moved on and got a better job at a bank, local bank, making a lot more money. And I was super happy for her. And I said, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I want to work at the bank, save up enough money. And I want to open up my own coffee cart and go to events around Wyoming. And I'm like literally my heart like I just it was like somebody punched me right in this a good punch in the arm like like this is what people kids should be doing they shouldn't just be doing what their grandparents and their parents did and what everybody else has done in this country that
0: that message is not just for 18 year olds no it's for everybody your your life is your choice and and a lot of us I think we get so far into I mean, that message is for 18 year olds, that message is for 31 year olds, that message is for 44 year olds, 55 year olds, 60. Your life right now, if you're not doing what you sh- you should be doing, you should be cha- making changes to that. There's no like, oh, too late, you know, hey, Dugan, I'm glad you're getting your life together because I screwed mine up. That's like, that's a horrible way of thinking, like I'm already on the, on the train, you know what I mean? Yeah. All of us, like your life is your choice. And I think it's it's wild because what we do is, you know, we go to college and when we trade our time and our money uh, for a job that'll pay us more money that we give our time to for more money. We save And a lot up.
1: of people do that with the debt of a college loan and the and, burden they'll carry for 15 to 50 years.
0: And we, we give our time for money to pay back that money. And then later on, we try to save up enough money so we can buy more time. That's like the, you know what I mean? That's what we do. And so, so to claim your time right now, not just right now for you is you're 18 and you said no to college right now for you is you're 44 and you say, I'm not going to be a people pleaser anymore. You know,
1: like, right. I'm going to please the right people.
0: Yeah. But you're, you're going to please the right people. It's still not the same thing. Like you're, you're saying I'll please the right people because I'm going to be me and the right people will be pleased by that. Not that you're gonna you're gonna yeah. n- not be you, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, no, I absolutely know. And you always say everything. If if you just followed me around all day, you voice everything. I just I'm not good at getting it out, but you said it perfectly. Like that's exactly it. I'm gonna be me, right? And the people that I please are gonna find me, yeah. and they're gonna be the right people. And that's already happening. You're seeing it. You see it. I see it every day. Somebody comes up to me and goes, Psst, hey. I don't really know you that well, but I just want to tell you the last six months I've seen a big change in you. One of my employees that's been with us for two years said that to me, and she's not the kind of person that says those things. And she said, Hey man, you're a lot happier now. You're different. You're nicer. You're more decent. You're more kind. Everything you do every day is to help other people. Like she's not somebody that normally says that stuff. And she said, I've seen a change.
0: Notice that it starts with you. Yeah, it it does. So, So like everything she's the, the, the feedback you're given is that, everything you would do every day is to help others. But right now like your chapter is everything you're doing right now is to help you. Absolutely. And now you're getting feedback that you're helping others. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's the whole, let your, you know, fill your cup up and let others benefit from the overflow from the last.
1: Well, and it's a, it's a quote that, you know, I say all the time now and I say it to other people and I don't want people to read it the wrong way or misconstrue it, but charity begins at home. Like you have to, you have to start taking care of yourself first, and we talked about this: being happy and making other people happy. So, and you just didn't say F it." I don't like college. I'm in, like a lazy kid that said, "Hey, I'm, I don't want to go to college."
0: Better not have wash that mouth out with soap.
1: Yes, go ahead.
2: I have a story about that. Actually, those two words you just said.
1: He said a bunch of words. What? Can
2: I can I tell a little story? You here? Can, t- can. This is
1: this story? is you. We're here for you. This is
0: your show. Dude. This is your show. <laughs> Be the bison, bro. Be the
2: bison. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said F it, right? Yeah. So this isn't something that I tell everybody. Um, Ooh, spicy.
1: You guys yeah. are dumping all your cigarettes today is, in this little, is this kind this of a, little see, room I've, down here.
2: I've told a few people that have needed to hear it. The few people that I have told are people that have needed to hear it.
0: Well, now the millions
2: so, listening around the world. Right. Yeah. So, th- no, this is, I don't know. I I think it's cool. This so... Oh, I'll tell the story on it first and Then I'll get back to it So my freshman year of high school um, It was like two months in uh, The band I was in the band I was the drummer in the band I was also president of the band um, President of the band Yeah, yeah So El
0: Presidente de Bandera That's a t-shirt
1: See, right there President of the band I know, I really want it
2: That'd be awesome That's actually a good idea <laughs> um, Yeah Yeah uh, so it was like two months into high school my freshman year the band took a trip to laramie we played half the, with a bunch of other schools it's band day is what it's called
1: idaho laramie idaho uh wyoming okay I, wyoming sorry go ahead Wy- yes Laramie. laradice Lur- yeah the base um, of the snowy range
2: yeah i just drove over that a couple of weeks ago and it was really really gorgeous um Band takes a trip, Laramie, Wyoming. Band day. So it's a whole bunch of schools get together and play the the halftime show at UW. He has
0: to pee. Oh, And all he has is is a (laughs) 20-ounce Mountain Dew bottle. (laughs) And he says, "Ah, I got to pee. So you starts peeing he goes finally i'm so glad i peed in this mountain dew bottle but then he's about 17 ounces and he realizes he's only about 50 percent of the weight done oh, oh, oh. and there's no cutting it off no there's no stopping it once that thing's already going you are a freaking uncorked unit at that point
1: aren't you glad you started your story so he pees yeah. all, all over
0: <laughs> all over his pants all over the ground uh-huh. and everybody sees him yeah that's actually my band. That's story. how you got no the nickname P Kid?
2: That's yeah. a real thing. That's, yeah. <laughs> no. On a band trip, dude. No, <laughs> it's <was> the worst.
0: <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yes, I peed all over myself. Oh, man. Also, Kid. wet the bed till the seventh grade, just so everybody knows. I got no secrets from you people. Go on.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. My story is <laughs> not as funny <laughs> as that one. Um, yeah, so play, play the halftime show at a UW football game. Yeah. A um, whole bunch of schools and stuff. And we stayed in Cheyenne. And the hotel we stayed at was the cheapest of the cheap hotels that you can stay in in Cheyenne, and it was right next I, to.
1: I, I apologize. Anytime somebody says Cheyenne, ever all I hear is Chick Fil A. Yeah, so we went continue. there. We went there. So you're. We went there. <laughs> Chick Fil
2: A is yeah drives my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to the original one in Atlanta. It's pretty cool. Um, ate at Chick Fil A, stayed at this hotel. What, what did, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. wait, wait, what, wait, what, wait, what, wait, wait. What did you have? Oh, the number one, of course. I had like four of them. Four number ones. Yeah. Do you know what the number one is?
0: The Chick Fil A sandwich. Chick
1: Fil A sandwich, medium fries, standard, price yeah. standard yeah. drink. Walker I always fries. get the it's grilled Pickles.
0: I get the grilled. You get the uh, grilled?
1: Oh, who goes to Chick Fil A and gets grilled? No, I get. The, sandwich. The, That's like I, going to Taco no, Bell and other. You didn't listen to me. Jack in the box and getting tacos. You <laughs> didn't listen
0: to me. I I obviously get the standard Chick Fil A number one. I also get the grilled nuggets.
1: Oh, oh, those yeah, are like actually nuggets. good. They're and not I get, on the menu, are they? Uh, huh? Are they on the menu, or is that like I don't secret?
2: know. I don't know. <laughs> it, well, it's not a secret anymore. But my... Anyway.
1: <laughs> Dude, why don't you tell your
2: story? Yeah, tell you your story. All right. Story. All right. Sorry. I just get so sidetracked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we're staying at this hotel, and me and the three other dudes I had to share a room with, we were just totally rowdy, and we were all like, we just played half time at a UW football game, you know? And it was so cool. And... <laughs> We had like a big pillow war in the room and we busted the lights and it was really terrible. And we were just little heathens and it was awful. Like a pillow fight? Yeah, like a pillow fight, but like really aggressive, like full on war, you know, with a pillow fight. Like a man pillow fight. It was a manly pillow fight. (laughs) Yes, as little 15 year old boys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And a buddy of mine, we look out the window and the train tracks are running right next to our hotel. Right. And oh man, so we went, hmm, that looks like fun. And it was a little after midnight. So almost one in the morning, me and two other dudes left the hotel on this band trip, which it was terrible. It's really This terrible. is against the rules, I'm it's taking it. Mm-hmm. Lo- yeah, it's against the law. Yeah. Chaperones are racked rules. out.
1: Yeah. Yep. You guys are out after curfew. Mm-hmm. Big and time.
2: Cheyenne. Big time no-no in a weird part of town because it was the cheapest of the cheap. And so we go to the train tracks and we just walk all the way down. And when we find this humongous billboard and I go, man, I bet I could climb that so I climbed up this huge
1: billboard. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. Um, you're out of high school and you're you're a legal adult now. You're 18 years old. You can't Yeah, so you trouble. can officially okay. go to jail right. for I'm, this. I'm, I don't yeah, know so. if that's true, but...
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. ask, Bertie. He yeah. has no idea. <laughs> right. You no could pr-
0: absolutely get in trouble for this. But the
2: good news is going <laughs> to oh. be on a podcast. And if <laughs> right. you do, it's just good publicity. So just Four ride years away, ago. Bro. Four <laughs> years ago. Yeah. So I climbed this billboard. I actually have a picture of it. It's pretty cool. I'm just a little teeny tiny little speck on this humongous billboard. And then we go back to the train yard, which is also right
1: next to the okay, hotel. Now you're definitely breaking the law.
2: Yeah, we're jumping on and off moving trains as like 15 year old right. kids, right? And it was, I mean, seriously. Guest
1: today on the podcast is Dugan Irby, the president of the prison band. The president yeah, the
2: prison band. Yeah, so it was. I, I, I don't know what we were thinking. It was, it was just, just going to come up. if uh, you were Trains tried to are. Be... This
1: is about as a Wyoming as it gets. Like, right, it's a Wyoming story. This could have happened in 1871, yeah. or it could have happened in 1942. It could have right. happened five years ago
2: yeah and um so it was really cool we had a great time just being you know um heathens uh and so jumping off the train at one point I rolled my ankle and sprained it and so I was limping around the next day trying not to show my band director that I had a, a screwed up ankle and stuff and uh so we get back to school the next week and these two other dudes are totally bragging about it everywhere
4: like guess what we just it made you did? nervous
2: didn't it and it did because it's I, you know it's like shut up you don't tell it's fine we did that for us not for anybody else it doesn't if, make you look on cool on the band
1: trip stays on the band exactly
2: Was well, one time at band camp yeah um serious and so i was in wade's class at school the next week maybe it was two weeks later and the principal comes in and says hey dugan i need to talk to you oh yeah and his name was ben smith Huge dude. I mean, like 6'5 or something. Really big guy. They you call him yeah, ben. <laughs> ben Smith machine. Yeah, Big
1: Ben. Big Ben Smith machine. Big Ben Smith machine. I think in Wyoming, you have to be over 6'4 to be a, a principal here, Yeah, right? it is. A rule, yes. Yeah. Or a sheriff.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm taller than the sheriff in town. I'm best <laughs> friends with this kid. <laughs> <I'm saying>. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, Principal Ben Smith comes in, grabs you. Yeah, calls me in, and he says, all right, I've already talked to your two other buddies, so don't even try to lie to me. Ooh. Don't even. He's like, I know Classic the full story. Cop move. Yeah.
1: Right. And they so, already
2: told me everything. Mm-hmm. So tell me everything. Why do you need so, know everything, buddy, if they already told you everything? Right, exactly. I was a little kid and my mom chewed me out later for telling him everything. But I told him everything because he's like, okay, so what was the first thing he did? And I was like, well, what did they say? And he's like, they said you snuck out of the hotel. And I just went, yep. And it just went on like that. Like, yep, yep, yep. And he goes, all right, two days suspension. Ooh, out of school. Yikes. But that's not a yikes. I was so excited about it because it's like
1: yeah, paid but leave don't from work. you not strike me as a suspended kid. Like you're, I was.
2: You I, I, it was unheard of in Bighorn. I was terrible. I was terrible as the first one. He was a bad uh, boy. Yeah, Wah-wah. bad to the bone. Um, Got suspended. And when my mom came to pick me up from school that day, uh, she came in and she actually yelled at the principal for a long time and was really mad at him that he was suspending me. But she got me this shirt. Here's where I'm getting to the real story. Yeah. She got me this shirt from Walmart. I know. I know. Did it say El Presidente? No. You know what it said? I don't. It's a cheap shirt from Walmart. My The favorite shirt. My my, my most favorite shirt Whoa, of Well, we're talking
1: to two guys that sell t-shirts. Yeah, and right, by the, and the way, you're wear wearing respect.
2: one of them, pal. Come Jeez, on. Louise. Is, I'm not going to talk about my sponsorship right now. Sorry, it's unprofessional. You better not because it's revoked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell us Walmart about your cheap favorite you shirt. So this is a Walmart shirt that my mom bought me. <laughs> For seven bucks. Yeah, maybe six. Super cheap. It was dark blue, navy blue. And on it, in big white letters, big bold white letters, it said, whatever. That's it? Yeah. That was it. Whatever. My mom got me that and said, you know what? I think you need this right now. It just says, whatever. And then she told me some other things, you know, called me a dumbass for getting caught and stuff. And then my dad says- I love
1: that you're, you, your mom gets mad at you that you ratted out people or that you told the story right. and that you got caught. Yeah. She wasn't mad that I did it. She was just mad that I got
2: caught, you know? Yeah. And- got me the shirt that said whatever and my dad said you know what i'm not even mad i used to do the same things when i was a kid he said boys will be boys but that we shirt we were
0: smoking doobies though man <laughs> was you smoking doobies right
2: no not dano no church dan was a church yeah but no he was way. sneaking out Ah. Uh, hey sinner's
0: yeah. a sinner man <laughs>
2: Yeah. Sounds like he
0: <laughs> fell short of the grace of God. Uh, Not the grace of God, the glory, the glory.
2: I hope he doesn't listen to this. No, he, he oh, he's gonna. Uh, he's, gonna he's gonna going to. He's going to Hey, Dana, yeah, We just listened. Dugan's dad comes so you, into the
3: coffee shop every day. You so got grace, sure buddy. You're yeah. freaking covered. So let's do it this. Is amazing. One. Let's so, do this.
1: So, oh, go ahead. I'm almost finished.
2: I'm getting, I'm tying it back in. It's just the most, it's the longest tie around thing ever. So the shirt said whatever. Yep. So from that point on, I decided to live by that whatever live by whatever you know and the whole train thing started because i was really into this girl and she was really interesting and just did epic stuff all the time i have a s- sticker on my guitar case it says do epic shit sorry you're good uh, s word and um so mine, i was mine I was,
0: says do epic shits shit. <laughs> so every morning i wake up and i'm like <laughs> drink some yeah. coffee and i get sure ready to an, an s on it yeah i anyway, take the browns to the super bowl <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, so... I Sorry, was,
0: Mom, for swearing. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, it's fine.
2: So I was I was whatever. trying to be cool for this girl. Right, whatever. I was trying to be cool for this girl, you know, because I was the least interesting little kid ever. I didn't do anything. You know, I was not interesting. Social anxiety, didn't talk to anybody, had a hard time talking to girls, talking to... You know, it was... Yeah, I was a weird little kid, really weird. Not that anything has changed at all. But from that point on, I decided to live by that, by whatever. And so... Um, my whole life since then has been that I have like a movie screen in my head and on that movie screen is my life, but like to like with potential all the way turned up, you know? Right. So my best life is playing in my head all the time. And so I always,
1: almost almost an aspect of kind of daydreaming. Right.
2: Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, uh, I have to make a conscious decision. To do something that's not as fun or that uh, d- d- won't have as good of an outcome as what's going on in my head or right. I or I say whatever and just do what's in my head and in more recent years it's kind of whatever has evolved into um effort it. effort it. just I just say that all the time F it. yeah effort you know and not in a bad way not like effort you know but it's like effort it. I'm gonna go for it you know I'm gonna do what I want to do because I want to do it and so the whole college thing was you know, like a metaphor for my life. I could have gone to college, you know, and on a scholarship. On a scholarship, and I probably I would have been successful. You know, I just
1: there's no doubt in my mind Live the
2: American that. dream. You know, I just go to school, get a job. That's not paid the, the debt dream. off.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I I was about to hit the time on uh, the pause button on that as Ameri-
2: well. <laughs> okay, Li- classic American Ameri- lifestyle. I will
1: say the American dream that might have used to have been the American dream. I right. think has changed and it's changing okay. with, with COVID, with the world, with right. politics, with people evolving with social media yeah the, the the american dream has has absolutely changed and i would beg to differ to say your decision to not go to college and we're going to see you because you're going to pull that guitar out of that case here soon mm. i would have to say you're living the dream i watch you play at least one night a week if i can even if it's for an hour i stop by and watch you play at the gas station the Y, yeah the big horn why which is here in town these guys play at a gas station when, when the weather's nice, it's starting to change here, but during the summer months, you know, once a week or so, you guys, once every couple weeks, you play there. Yeah. I would have to say that you're living the American dream. Brady is living the American dream. I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. I'm, I'm living the American dream, but <clears throat> that's a good segue. You really don't have formal music training. You know, mm-hmm. when you and Rod sit together, Rod is, you know, Rod will have you guys both on here at some point, but Rod is, a, is the classic music. He reads music, everything to him is notes, it's music, it's chords, It's which it is for you too, but he's a trained musician in the sense that right. he's trained to be a book musician. How would you... Wor- am I wording that right? He, I'm not a musician. He knows the theory. He's Rod a, he's knows music theory. Music theory. So and he's a he's very hell of a bass guitarist and he's technical. Yeah. You did all of this just by... Watching and listening. Watching I, and listening. And I don't Watching know and about emulating, and watching and copying. Yeah. yeah and copying in a good way. You yeah. watch somebody play a chord... Play a riff, play a guitar. You follow it by watching it, right? Do you? Do you? I'm gonna put you on the spot. I know you didn't come here with the intention, but do you want to play some music? Heck yeah! Let's, yeah, sure. Let's do that. Carrick, are we good? We're good? Carrick Ford, by the way, is behind me, and Carrick doesn't get enough credit. Wow. He's he's doing all the engineering, the filming, everything for this podcast, and he does it by himself. He does all the Sheridan, uh, the 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 Sheridan travel and tourism stuff as well but Carrick is the one that makes pretty much makes this whole podcast rock and roll. And these are beautiful for all seven of you guys that listen. So you get comfortable, man. Um, and are you going to play something original? you going to play, what are you going to play? You, you mentioned,
0: do you need my stool?
1: You mentioned three, three songs that, um, you mentioned stairway to heaven. Yeah. You mentioned simple man. And what else did you mention?
2: uh simple man and sweet home alabama sweet home out
1: Al- just play can you play just a little bit of that yes like I just can. i just i just you mentioned them so i want to hear cuz those are i i you know that's kind of where you started with jam with with playing a guitar like that so just are you comfy
2: i'm getting there
1: i was talking to brady
0: oh okay oh see señor que bueno. gracias gracias
1: Ooh,
2: this is so exciting.
1: Turn that mic. Yeah, there you go. I'll turn
2: my mic too. Is that fine? Is that good? Can you yeah, hear that? If you wanna, if, uh, Brady, if you want to put yours down just a bit, get the guitar, and I'll, I'll, I'll get the
0: guitar.
2: There you go. That one's for your mouth. Yeah. This oh, one's wow. For your... Cool. I'll just sit up like I'm all classical and everything. Stairway to Heaven is the first one I learned.
1: Yeah. And this is with no sheet music or anything. This is just you listening and playing. I'm trying to hear the guitar. Yeah,
2: this is the first one. Yeah. I haven't played that in so long. That's against the rules. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, stay with it. <laughs> simple man. Uh
2: band audition right now That's what hey I don't
4: hey.
2: yeah so those are those
1: cool that i, so, I just wanted you to play because you mentioned them so yeah you know it's fun it, it, but it's fascinating to me because you've tried to teach me guitar and you know hopefully someday we will i don't want to be the singer Dugan. oh I you wanna, don't have a no. microphone I'm i want to i want to be the
2: spoon player no I, jam- no, I want to freaking
0: no. I want to. I want to be the Triangle. stage presence guy.
2: You're just gonna. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? You're just gonna dance. Well, dance, but yell? I need
0: to play a little bit of guitar. Woo, otherwise, woo, nobody woo. gives me any
2: respect. Okay. All right. Yeah, you got to do the full-on rocker. Yeah. Stance and everything. Yeah.
0: I'm. I'm telling you, that's what I do well.
2: Let's see your best solo face.
0: I know, I'm not playing solos. I'm a rhythm guy.
2: Well, okay, well, you have to, if you're going to be the presence, you have to have a good Check solo this out. face.
1: All right, let's see it. Oh, man, here we go. Solo it's about to go. Look at
2: this Holy here.
1: crap.
3: Huh? I don't can I'm you go? Right there. I like it. Okay. I like right, it. Is that
1: the face? I like it.
3: What's the face? Check What's
1: this the out. face? Check this out.
0: I like it. I'm playing. What's now, the face? All the way <laughs> on the ground, <laughs> just freaking jamming here. Can you do this?
2: I can do that. You no, I don't know. I don't know. That's why we need you. That's what I'm saying, you yeah. need me. That's
0: all I needed to hear. You need <laughs> me. I accept.
1: So, okay, all right. It's so, a deal. you're learning all this just kind of on your own. Just, yeah. Just playing around with a guitar, rocking and rolling, just playing, playing, playing.
2: Right, yeah. I just started playing as much as I could all the time with as many people as I could. And I, yeah. But what we really need to hear,
0: yes. ladies and gentlemen, is that sweet angelic Dugan Herbie voice?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> w- you want to play 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 one of your original songs? Do you mind playing yeah. an original song? No. You no, just go. Is. We're gonna. We're not gonna rep you. We're gonna let you just rock rock and roll. Can I steal the microphone back for me real quick? What yeah. is this song called? This song is
2: called Sweetwater Rim. Um, I wrote this song originally about my dad. Okay. Uh, moving from Atlanta, Georgia to. Wyoming. He moved up here to work on dude ranches, which is super cool. So this song is really about him leaving his old life behind, and I wrote it and uh, I I tried to fit that everything. Mm. And he he wound up near a town where uh, uh, right outside of this town, there's a there's a place called the Sweetwater Rim. And uh, I don't know if you know Louis Lemoore Yes, absolutely. Um, My dad read all of his books as a kid, and that's why he came out to Wyoming. And he has a book called Under the Sweetwater Rim. And so that's where the name came from, is my dad ended up near there. um, And his inspiration to move out here was because of those books. So this is what this song is about. Yeah.
0: Under the sweetwater rim, everything's better, down where
2: it's (laughs) better. Is that it? Yeah, no, it's actually really close. I've heard it. You've heard it. I'm going to move over like this so I can get it on my leg. There we go. This is good. Does this look awkward at all? Mm-hmm. It yeah. does. You look. You
1: look uh, like it looks a million awkward. bucks. You look great.
2: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it.
4: Standing in the shadow of the mountains, emotions on my sleeve. Tears roll down as I beg you not to leave A waterfall of memories come flooding down Feeling my eyes to a brim So watch you drift away Along the sweet water rim Sweet water rim, oh, sweet water rim. Please, cool river, come and heal my. ever been Feeling the cold water Slowly Closing in Realizing Not letting you go would be my Last basin To watch you Drift away Around sweet water And Sweet water And Sweet water never come and heal mine, sweet water real, more oh, sweet water rain. help me find a way to give love a brand new start. See no my eyes, well I see a wide open sky, this is now where my life ends, only where it begins, so watch you drift away around the sweet waterway. River.
1: Dude, incredible. Like, I mean, seriously. For those of you who listen now, you get what I've been trying to convey. I'm not good with words, but this right here doesn't do anybody any good sitting in a college classroom. He should be out on the road connecting people like me that are in a rough spot in their life or that need a bump or just somebody who's already happy and wants to be happier should be at a live venue watching this guy play guitar. Like, that's it. So when you talk about life choices and somebody going, hey, I'm going to leave college, that's a big deal. That's not something that somebody takes every day and says at 18-year-olds old, I got a scholarship. I just went to school for 12 years. I'm going to go to school again, but then say, hey, I'm going to hit the pause button and quit. I don't want to do this. And I don't even call it quitting. You know, people say Dugan quit school. You even say it, I quit college. I don't think you quit college. I just think you realized you've outgrown college already and you can come back to it. College yeah. is always going to be there. You just heard him play guitar self-taught right he here in the Bighorn mountains, self-taught with local musicians, helping him like this right here is the American dream to me. And Dugan, if you just heard that Dugan is going to continue to make music like this and even better and touch millions and millions of people. My point is, if you have a skill like this, or you have a passion like this and you love it. And Brady said it, it's not an 18 year old. It's a, it's a 15 year old. It's a 40 year old. It's a 70 year old. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Move forward with that. Whether you're a knife maker, a woodworker, a florist, a a musician, you want to be a nerd. It doesn't matter what it is, but if there's something that you want to do and you're not doing it now and you get in a car every day, or you wake up every morning and go, man, I don't want to go to this job. I don't want to be around these people in my life. There's something that I'd like to do that would make me happy. Do it, do it. Figure out a way to do it. Mm. Do it. Eff it. Eff it
2: live by whatever, live by That's whatever effort. This yeah. is an
1: 18 year old giving me life lessons like he has for the last <laughs> six months. He just didn't realize it. He's uh-huh. one of a dozen people, but the other guy sitting next to him, Brady, every time I talk to them, they give me a life lesson and they don't realize when they walk away from the conversation or give me a hug, they don't realize that they're changing my life for the positive. Every second that I spend with them and talk to them, I'm changing my life and doing things I've always wanted to do, but I didn't do because I was embarrassed or worried or man, I don't want to do that. People aren't going to think I'm cool. You know what, or I'm not following the status quo, or I'm not going to be like that person. Make a decision in your life to be happy and start with doing something that you love. You spend half your time asleep or in your house. You spend the other half of your time out in the world. And a lot of that is doing your job. If you don't enjoy either of those two two things, change your situation, change your story. That was awesome, man. Like Thank you. That was awesome, awesome. And we're in a dinky room in the bottom of a building on Main Street in Sheridan, Wyoming. And you heard the sound quality of this kid's voice. And that's him whistling. And this is self-taught, like Dugan Irby band. Dugan I was playing. Irby.
0: I was playing the Cavs.
1: Yes, the calves. Brady was playing the Cavs. Dugan, what you is it, by the way. I'm going to have you play another song because you and I've watched you play it. You got sunshine. It's, in it's you, a my song friend. that's super. Brady oh, just yeah. said it. You've got sunshine in you, man. Like people need to feel the heat and the rays and people got cloudy the warmth days from that sunshine. I like that. I like um, that. Why people are here and they're on their phones or they're listening to this in their car or whatever or at home where do where can people find Dugan Erby band what's your what's your social media
2: um so my instagram let me go look at it it's just do, you, do Dugan your personal
1: and, and you have you have two right now or just the mm-hmm, one just okay. the one it's just, just the one yeah re- Okay. Read it but
2: by the
0: time you hear this he's gonna have Dugan Irby band set up so do, should I do that go look yes. at Dugan Irby band
2: okay all right yeah so my account is Dugan Irby okay. on instagram uh, I don't know how to do Facebook, but only look up well, du- well, Dugan. By the Irby time Band. this
1: airs, Brady and I will make sure that you have Dugan Irby Band on both Instagram and and Facebook. Like by the time okay. anybody hears this, go check out Dugan Irby Band. Google Dugan Irby Band or search it on Facebook and social media or folk or or or, or search Dugan Irby. D u g a n i r b y. Yeah. Like go go check it out. Um, just go check it out and follow. And I keep saying kid man, because, but you're just as you're more of a man than I am. Cause I didn't make decisions like this when I was your age, but go check out Dugan and follow him. And I will continue to push him through Bison union and my personal page because he's had a profound impact. His music has on my life. I'll keep saying it, man, we all listen to music. I don't know anybody out there that doesn't listen to music when they're working out at home, cleaning their house you know, it's touched our lives. And and this, to me, I'm going to get political here for a few minutes because we're about to listen to you play a song that you and I talked about. I said, hey, right before we started, Otis Redding, you know, one of the things that this country, if we look at the history of music, you know, black, Latino, Asian, white, whatever it is, the amount of people from all these walks of life that put part of their culture into the music that we all listen to every day, you know, Eddie Van Halen died yesterday. R-I-P. Eddie Van Halen paid, played the riff on beat it with Michael Jackson like mm-hmm. Michael Jackson started playing with the Jackson 5 who got all their music from Motown and soul and people like Sam Cook and Otis Redding and you know and and I don't know a white kid in America that didn't listen to beat it and Thriller when I was growing up it was the hottest album was the hottest tour I'm dating myself I'm 44 years old but man, Michael Jackson tour. And that was the tour. Like you mean, went was and saw like the theme of my 16 year old you, life. You, you went and saw Michael Jackson, but my point is man, music, music is happiness to me. And you know, even crazy music. Like I remember Metallica mm-hmm. was like satanic music when I was in high school. <laughs> now, man, like the people that listen to Metallica and who have braced them, embrace them, they, they paved the way Ozzy Osbourne, Metallica, all these people that were considered, you know, satanic and my point is, man, music is very, you know, you can find a lot of peace in music. And I think everybody does every day of their life. I don't know anybody that probably doesn't listen to some sort of music at some point throughout their daily ritual because it's in our phones. You literally have a jukebox in your hand every single day that will play, you know, for five bucks a month, you can play any song ever made in America that's been produced. Five bucks sold. a month? Well, five or six bucks. I don't know what's what's. I use, and There's I'm two. probably dating myself, but I use, you know, I use three. Three. I use Pandora, which is every mm-hmm. time I use it, the girls that work for us in the coffee shop think I'm an old man because I use Pandora, but it's, it's great. You know what I mean? They're like, you use Pandora? Yeah, I'm a
0: Napster. <laughs> I'm a Napster. <laughs> I,
1: I, I got Napster in, on on the back of my MySpace page. Um, anyway, you got you want to play one more, sure. Might as which well, is show. which I've which I've watched you play. Um, I've watched you play several times live in the coffee shop or at the Bighorn Y at the gas station playing in the Bighorn Y. I keep talking about it. It's owned by a local family. It's a local Bonnie who run, uh, runs it. It's a gas station out in the middle of Wyoming, 10 miles outside of town from Sheridan. It's literally a gas station. It's a log cabin gas station that has set up uh, a, a little bit of a deck to serve food, but they play music there. And Man, next summer, you know, I'm personally going to push it. Bison Union will. These guys will. But there's not a better Friday or Saturday night than watching Dugan Irby Band play at the Y gas station with the Bighorn Mountains in the, the, the background right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. And I'll push this next year. If you're listening to this and you want a good weekend, you're coming out to Yellowstone or whatever, come come to the Bighorn Y. And I don't – I'm not affiliated with them at all. I just drive by it every day twice a day when I go home or come into town from the mountains and i stop there i get my gas there i get stuff there i used to hire dugan every week
2: yeah brady was my boss that's how we met actually
1: <laughs> doing what
0: playing music
2: playing music yeah he was my boss at luminous brew house oh that's right
1: luminous brew house is another yeah, place that you guys play yeah. you know it's a local brew brew house that Ooh, yeah. is about as the whole inside of it looks like an 1800s bar it's all wood it's you know it's right Are you off
0: to play sitting on the duck of the bay all right my favorite part everybody wait for it is when he goes
3: Oh! I <laughs> do you know. so, so. So, your next song,
1: Brady jumped, you know, th- th- good segue. Brady threw it out there, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. I've seen you play yeah. it live. He's seen you a lot play it live. And I want to hear One that. One of poem. my favorite songs to 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 hear you play. So, yes, sir. Do your out Close it out. it out. Okay. Um, so Dugan Irby band, look on social media, Brady. You can find it Brady till death and go fast. Don't die. Um, obviously Bison Union sponsors the show. Check out Bison Union. Um, we're going to close out the show here in its entirety. Dugan's going to play Otis Redding, a version of Otis Redding sitting by the dock of the bay.
0: I'm going to go dance off camera.
1: And Brady's going to go dance off camera. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We will have Dugan on many more times. Brady will be on many more times. As always, it's a good day to be alive. Don't F it up. F it. F it, but don't F it up. But don't F it up. The other one is for everybody at home, tell your dogs we said hi. Ah. Let's hear it, man. Otis
3: Redding.
2: Oh, can I steal this back? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: I've been sitting when the evening calls Watching the ships on rolling Then i watch on roll away again Yeah, sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll You're the you're wasting time I. I... My home. Oh, in Georgia headed for the fiscal Bay Cause I've had nothing to live for And nothing's gonna come my way So I'm just gonna sit on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll On the dark over, you're wasting time Yeah, yeah Sitting here, resting my bones This loneliness won't leave me alone It's 2,000 miles I've roamed Just to make this old dog my home Watching the tide roll away Sitting on the dark of the
1: Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for listening. Dugan, thank you for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for keep casting a light out there, positivity, man. The world needs more Dugan Irving. (laughs) Brady, thanks for coming on, buddy. Love you. Thank you, guys.
0: The Kill Your Ego podcast is produced by Bighorn Mountain Sound Lab
3: and edited by Karen Ford.